Kaiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up? What up? Hey. How are we? Ready to talk about Alien. You know, I'm sitting here in my <laughs> tidy whities and nothing else. Y'all haven't said anything about it so far. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, Trying well, not it's, to acknowledge. It's not much different than how you show up to recording rankings, so it's not that's that true. new for me, you know? Well, you know, I usually have that wife beater that's about three sizes too small, but I decided to go mm-hmm. without it for this one. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, it's really, it truly is not much different. That just has food stains all down it that I haven't <laughs> washed ever, yeah. Yeah, I, you pl- quit putting mustard on everything you eat. It's weird that it drips all over your it's, shirts. What's weird is I don't eat mustard, and it just gets on it anyway. <laughs> what are you doing with mustard? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Let's move on. How's your weekend, please? Uh, weekend was good. Didn't really do much. Family had a barbecue, so went to that. And, you know, it's opening day weekend, so I literally just watched baseball all weekend. It was fantastic. Nice. I figured that was what y'all were doing. Um, I doing good. We uh, did a bit, quite a bit of yard work this weekend. Um, working on as always a big project. Um, but went and bought some a bunch of like flowers to put in all of. Like, I have a bunch of potted plants last year that needed to be replaced. Um, and, yeah, I just, like, casually kind of fell off of a ladder while trying to get a hanging plant down in my backyard. And uh, thought I broke my leg for a hot second. Uh, didn't, but really fucked up my shin. Like, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Goodness. So, clumsy as ever. Just when I think I've got it together, I, I don't. Um, but, yeah, then we um, hung out with... Uh, we went over to Cameron's dad's house. He has like one of those like legit pizza oven Ooh, things. Yeah. Mm. So we like go over for pizza night sometimes in the summer. It's so nice. So yeah, we had like our first pizza night of the year over at their house. It was really nice. But yeah, it's just been kind of other than that, kind of a quiet weekend. Um, not a whole lot going on. That's an underrated like night, like make your own pizza night pizza? with like friends mm-hmm. and family. That's an underrated thing. It's so yeah. fun. A plus. Um, and then for probably none of our listeners care, but I did. I am catching up on Real Housewives of New York. I'm like a season behind, and I like powered through almost a whole season at work this week. So if anyone wants to talk about Real Housewives of me, please hit me up in the Discord. Yeah, somebody else. <laughs> I love so I love Bravo. I don't I'll talk about have, it all day. <laughs> I don't want to have to have a Real Housewives of New York corner on the show. I can't do it. No, what no, happens never, when they run out of that. cities? They've already done Orange County, right? They've done New they keep York. Them going. Like, what are they, they going to do? Like, going. Real Housewives of Minneapolis? Is that going to be a thing at some point? I doubt it. The <laughs> latest one was Salt Lake City, and it has been so dramatic. Like, did not expect they to all get Mormon? this much out of Salt Lake. Uh, they're like half and half, and it's kind of part of the drama because they are like weird, weirdly involved in like religious stuff, but it's like shady and it plays into their storylines. It's. Salt Lake City has been has been giving the audience a lot more than we expected. But yeah. If anyone wants to talk about Bravo with me, hit me up. Yeah, in the Discord away from mm-hmm. me, please. <laughs> can't do it. I just can't do it. Uh Ty, what about, did you uh, watch anything this week? I didn't do anything, by the way. I did nothing. I played Spider Man Miles Morales and it was sick. I had an incredible weekend. So what oh, you that was your weekend you. last last episode when we recorded. That was, no, I was playing. It was regular the other Spider Man game. Uh, I was playing the first Spider-Man the previous weekend, and this weekend I was playing Miles Morales. Hey, well, you beat it, man. Congratulations. You beat the first one. Not, 
Yeah, I beat the first one, worked my way through the second one, and it's super sick. I got I ordered chilies and brought it home and played Miles Morales, and it was sick. It was the best weekend <laughs> of my entire life. Thank you. Nice. We um, made some progress in the book that I'm making you read, which is nice. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the smutty, smutty fantasy. I'm working my way through it and live Fantasty. texting. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. I hate it. I like it, though. Uh, Those are some fantasty books right there. No, it's, I like romanticy is what I like to call the genre. Wow, no, that's not the right word. <laughs> I, uh, I had just been live texting Ellen and Megan just everything that I want to bitch about with this, which is a lot more than the first one. But also like for you to tell us like, you know, what you're enjoying from the book too, but no, just, just only you bitching at us and us going, it's not, shut up. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the first one a lot. And then the second one has torn down everything that I enjoyed about the first one. So, but yeah. hey, we're, we're powering through it. Plot's. Plot twists happen. You, you have to yeah, go with that, it. yeah. You keep saying, "Hey, things are about to happen," and so I'm just plugging along, waiting for the things to happen. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm working my way through it. It could be worse. I could have quit. I thought about it, but I, no. but I'm not. I'm just happy that like convinced a guy friend to read one of these books. Happy about it either way. I'm working on it. <laughs> nice. If this bitch says sensuous lips one more time, though, I'm going to lose it. Well, how would you know what their know. lips look like? If I they're literally not every, didn't notice that that was a descriptor until you pointed it out to me. Every single character, even if they're hideous, she is described like these there deformed, are basically zombies. only in this world. And no every allowed. single <laughs> one of them has sensuous lips and a curvy body. Every one of them. I don't get it. Yeah, it's insane. But when they finally no get to that one character without sensuous lips, it's going to pop out, you know? I've yet to meet them. I've yet to meet them. <laughs> there has not been one. I'm, there's like six hours left in book two. Yet and have not met one yet. And a lot has yet to happen. So, yeah, can't me. wait. <laughs> I believe it. We're talking about the a court of... Whatever, Court of Thorn and the Rose. Yeah, Sarah yeah, J. Mass books. Of Court of Blank and Blank. They're uh, they're super popular amongst like they're really big on TikTok, like huge following, and they're going to be turned into a, a TV series at uh, kind of at some point. Hulu has got the rights, and they're in like the early early stages right now. And the same guy who did the um, TV adaptation of Outlander is doing these books, which the fans are happy with. So we shall see. Either way, it's going to be a nightmare online when the cast is announced because everyone's Mm going to have hot opinions. They're just gonna and I don't care. It. I just want them to be hot. Like I'm Those not. Those lips I don't have aren't high sensuous enough. <laughs> they don't have sensuous lips. The internet will burn down. <laughs> I I'm trying not to put too many expectations on this show. We'll just see how it goes. Because the smart. because the book series is so cheesy and the writing it's you know it's pretty. It's not like great fantastic prose. We're not reading like classic novels here. It's romanticy. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it fan- is what it is. It's fantasy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, in other better uh, casting news, Walker Scoble got cast as Percy Jackson yes. in the new Percy Jackson. I'm so stoked. That's the kid from The Adam Project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you saw that. And I he was the best part of that movie. I thought he was so funny and quippy, and which is Percy Jackson's like whole deal. And apparently this kid loves Percy Jackson and grew up on the books, yep. which is it's just rules. Cute. And Riordan's writing the script for the first episode, so like every other episode is going to be exactly like that. I am so freaking excited. I I'm into this so too. I read those in I read those in middle school and then Rick Riordan came to our middle school like library while he was like touring for something. It was like the coolest day ever. 
So yeah, so I'll sick. never not be hyped for Percy Jackson. I like that he low key called out the kid. He's like, he's a big fan. He's he's read he through the Jackson. Apollo trials. Like he hasn't read everything. He pointed out that he hasn't read everything. <laughs> oh my, okay, Ryan. Awesome. He just he <laughs> shared a, he shared a screenshot of like the Zoom call that the kid had with Rick, and like Walker was wearing a Camp Half Blood T shirt during the call. Aww. It's just adorable. It's just adorable all the way through. I'm so excited about it. Same. I can't wait. This is my most like this and Spider Verse Two are my most anticipated things coming in the next couple of years. Yeah, nice. I'm so amped. Um, but I guess, uh, Ty, did you watch anything? Yeah, so I had a, a link letter day last Friday, mm. I think. Um, watched Everybody Wants Some, Days Confused, and School of Rock, so just all the hits. And then I, mm. I went back and I watched Prometheus and Alien Covenant, because those are prequels to Alien. So, nice. And those are really good. I saw good. Prometheus in the theaters, no yeah. doubt, no less. Yeah, Prometheus. Not, not a lot of people like Prometheus, but I thought it was pretty I fun. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, and Michael got, Fassbender little... as the robot is freaking amazing. He's very good. I've not seen Prometheus, but I do have a little Prometheus talk coming up later in the pod. Just it a came bit. out the same weekend as Magic Mike, and I remember going with a friend to this like really big theater in San Antonio that has like a bar in it. And we were the only people going to see Prometheus, and there's just a whole bunch of like middle-aged women having you parties. You chose Prometheus to go see Magic over Magic. This is a lie. You are lying to us. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I swear. You to went God. to go see Magic Mike, and you forgot your tickets, and then you I, went to go. See no, Prometheus, I eventually saw you? Magic Mike, but I had like forgotten that they were coming out the same weekend, and we were like, "Oh, I want to go see Prometheus." And then, like, I, as soon as we walked in, I was like, "What are all these like?" old lady bachelorette party is happening here and then i looked around i was like oh right magic mike just came out okay well i did eventually see it obviously but have y'all seen prometheus first (laughs) have y'all seen you know the conan like digital shorts he does where he like interacts with his like people that work for like his show Mm -hmm. there's one where he goes magic mike live there's one where he goes with his assistant and all of her friends to go see magic mike xxl and it's whole it's like just him and a bunch of girls and it's so funny oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome if i ever make it back to vegas i'm definitely gonna go see that show yeah for sure you gotta <laughs> you gotta anything else Ty? uh oh yeah i started watching resident alien which is a show on peacock and it's alan tudyk plays this alien that crash lands in the small town in colorado and the doctor dies, and he has to become the doctor. And he assumes the form of this person that he took over. And the only person in this town that can see who he is is the mayor's son, who's like eight years old. And it's really funny. It's really good. Sounds cute. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, I watched. I actually watched a few movies this week. Today, I had a second screen watching of Hunt for the Wilder People. It's just, it's a comfort movie for me five stars perfect movie i love it a lot oh, that's why you texted me asking me if i'd seen it yeah, Ellen, update your letterbox please for the love of god i i guess i'll add it to my watch list you want me to go update everything i've not Wait, seen i yeah. get it that one's not like a that was not like a <laughs> yeah. massive movie i'm okay with her not having logged that yes on watch list. i'm not <laughs> um, i have to go find every movie i've not seen and add it to my watch list yeah <laughs> I don't see the problem here. <laughs> uh, I watched Moonshot, that that uh, rom com with yeah. Cole Sprouse, and 
Uh, it sucked. I really? It. it wasn't that <laughs> it was bad. So it was so bad, man. Cole Sprouse just gives me the willies. I don't like him. No, the other one reason. gives me the will. The one who's in Riverdale freaks me out. That's Cole. That's him, dude. No, that's Same this dude. is the this is Dylan, no, isn't it? No, nope. bud. Because he has Same a person. he has a fatter face in this one. Doesn't the nice one have a bigger face? Cole might have gained a little bit of weight, but Cole is. I know for sure Cole is in both Riverdale and yes. this Moonshot movie. That's oh. him. Dylan hasn't really acted much. No, he owns like a meadery, I think. Like yeah. He's just making he sells mead, mead, which is sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I thought you him. said meadery, and I was like, a butcher shop? No, mead, well, it, M-E-A-D. It, meadery with a D. Yeah. Like a brewery with mead. Right, yeah. Um, But yeah, I just Cole Sprouse, Cole Sprouse gives me the willies. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like his whole vibe. I don't think he's funny. I, I, I thought the writing was just so bad. It was not cute. I didn't like anything about it. I thought it was pretty cute. <laughs> One and a half stars. I don't know what it is about this movie that bothered me so much. I just hated it the whole time. Um, and then I watched Apollo 10 and a half, A Space Age Childhood, which was fine. Yeah, I knew. I'm not upset that you didn't like super. It's three stars. I mean, it's just following. It's like, hey, let's do a biopic on like a happy childhood where not a whole lot happens. Like, which is it's adorable and like it's a great second screen viewing. Like, if you're doing something else and just want a movie on, Jack Black kind of narrates the whole thing, which is like annoying if I was giving it all my attention. I think, but the fact that it was kind of on a second screen was fine. If it had stuck with the uh, like kid is so good at kickball that he gets recruited by NASA's storyline and just what? that fantasy was an hour and a half movie. What? I thought it would have been so fun and cute. Where'd the kickball come a... in? Did you watch the movie? Yeah, they explained that his grades are top notch and he won the presidential fitness test, like all of that. It wasn't because of his Yeah, and then they school. made a whole big deal about we've been seeing you on the kickball court. <laughs> And it's like, I obviously that's not the whole reason, but I'm not going to list every requirement, Ty. Relax. Um, if they had stuck with the like kid is uh, has to go up to space like storyline and just like made that a 90 minute like kids fantasy movie, I think that would have been a blast. But then they just walked around 1960s Houston just kind of being a kid and not a, not doing much, which is fine, but not really. Uh, not really a whole lot to it, I guess. Yeah, it's Richard Linklater. It's there's no plot. It's just slice of life. Everything. Yeah, just <laughs> it was fine. School of I'm Rock is his his only, his only movie plot, that yeah. has a plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I mean, I gave it three stars, so it's not bad. I didn't like hate it. I just it's whatever. But uh, Ellen, did you watch anything? Um, I'm about halfway through season two of Bridgerton now, so okay. I guess like a status report, loving it. Um, I know that people complain that it's not as sexy as the first season, but I I think overall it's better than the first season. I think the writing has gotten a little bit better. And um, yeah, I love the the two actors that are at the center of this season. So, so far I'm absolutely loving it. And the storyline is just, it's so good. Cool. Um, and then I have a little F1 corner Sweet. for you guys. Um, Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, I don't care if you're Total Wolf or even Christian Horner. It's time for F1 Corner. Ba-dum-bum. Yeehaw! 2022 season, baby! Lights out! So this past weekend was the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne, um, which love to see the return of F1 to Australia because they've been really tight about uh, coronavirus and haven't had 
anything there for the past few years. Um, and also Daniel Ricardo, who's like one of the most popular drivers. Um, that's his home race and happy to see him amongst all of his fans on, on his home track. And, um, the, he drives for McLaren, both McLaren drivers did a little bit better this week. So happy for them. And then, um, yeah, Charles Leclerc, who's drives for Ferrari had a grand slam, which means he qualified first. So he started in the, like, uh, starting, uh, first position and he won the race. He led every single lap and he got the fastest lap of the race which wow. hasn't happened for Ferrari in like 10 or 11 years. So good day for him. He's like way in the lead now for the driver's championship, which no one expected going, leaving the last season. I um, definitely didn't expect it. I promise. I always you, yeah. knew Charles could do it. dude. <laughs> I knew this whole time. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then there was a couple small incidents on the track. No, like exciting crashes or, big moments it was a pretty standard race um then the next one will be in two weeks at um in amola in italy at the ferrari home track so the ferrari fans are going to go nuts because this is like the first time they've had a really good season in a few years and one of the drivers is leading in the championship and so it's going to be fun to watch is that how f1 do they pick like manufacturers like ty is a liverpool supporter in yes. soccer, are, are there people that are like, I'm diehard Ferrari till I die? Well, that's the name of the, that's the team, right? So there's like a Mercedes team, there's a Ferrari yeah. team, there's a McLaren team, and then other, and then there's an Aston Martin team, but also like there's a Red Bull team, and there's okay. a, um, like there's teams that are just owned by like big companies, but it's usually like, you know, car companies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Red Bull got in there because it, you know, yeah, so that's just a ton yeah, of money, and they're thing. in all kinds of racing. Yeah, they're in everything. Like, they're in every they're sport in everything. except for yeah. American sports. Mm-hmm. It's well MLS, but they're they have like five different European teams, soccer teams. Yeah, and they just inject uh, money and buy like they 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 go so far up. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's they're like so I mean money. they're kind of the only team that's like not also like a car manufacturer. Like there's Alfa Romeo, um, Alpine, which is like the French team and a few others, but yeah, they're mostly car manufacturers that run the team. I, I guess I just assumed that people would be like driver fans more so than they would be teams. I guess I just I don't mean, know how that whole culture works. There's both. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, people are huge Lewis Hamilton fans, but I'm not sure that like they ride or die for Mercedes, Yeah, but you know, or they do, but also like, I don't, like, if I were a big Max Verstappen fan, I don't think I'd care much about Team Red Bull, but, like, he has a huge fan base, so, like, people kind of by association. The big exception being Ferrari. They're such a huge brand, yeah. and they're, like, so iconic, and they've always been, like, one of the best teams consistently in Formula 1 since the very beginning. So, like, there's always Ferrari fans, well, no so matter Ferrari, who Ferrari's is like driving. the New York Yankees of F1. Yeah, so like, but you would be a Ferrari, Ferrari fan because your family's so Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this still because we had lasagna on Christmas? Yes. Mamma mia! <laughs> Stupid! It's it's like it's like store bought dried noodles. What are we doing here? And charred sauce. Why Danny we... walks in to Christmas Eve dinner with his like white Godfather suit, all white Godfather suit. <laughs> Hello. It's like, it's like <laughs> jarred classico brand <laughs> sauce. What are we doing? 
Nothing's homemade about it. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> I'm Hungarian and German. What is this? <laughs> so Italian. No. <laughs> My last name's Wiser. <laughs> oh, God. Well, another race is at an end. Look out, Yuki's an outer. Goodbye from F1 Corner. Y'all come back now, you hear? We ready to talk about Alien? The movie we watched for this episode is 1979's Alien, directed by Ridley Scott, stars Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, Ian Holm. Uh, has a letterbox rating of 4.3 and a Rotten Tomato score of 98%. Uh, during its return to Earth, commercial spaceship Nostromo intercepts a distress signal from a distant planet. When a three-member team of the crew discovers a chamber uh, containing thousands of eggs on the planet, a creature inside one of the eggs attacks an explorer. The entire crew is unaware of the impending nightmare set to descend upon them when the alien parasite planted inside its unfortunate host is birthed. Um, obviously, to everyone, I'm the one that hasn't seen this movie before. It's both older than 2012 and also like a semi-horror movie so clearly i haven't seen it for for lots of reasons um but that means that i had to write the summary this week uh I <laughs> <laughs> listen it was just i was having a day uh <laughs> went to the discord and said hey does anybody want to write this for me and ty was like dude it'll be your shortest one yet and i took that as a challenge um, oh my so god here is my I'm just kidding. Uh, here's my. No, you're not. not. I'm not kidding. It's really short. Here's my summary of Alien. Susan Sarandon and also some oh, miscellaneous people, <laughs> plus a roboter in space. Ugh. An alien shows up and kills them one by one. Susan Sarandon escapes with the cat that ate the alien. The alien tries to kill her after she takes off her clothes, but gets pushed into space instead. The end. Okay, wow. I'm logging off now too. Ella, let's I kind of got leave. everything. <laughs> It kind of got everything. That's pretty much all of Alien. My review is shorter than the letterbox summary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's never happened before. Uh, but it's, I, I mean, I got everything. Um, going into this movie, I, I don't know. Like, I sort of, I knew that it was in the cat. That's kind of a thing that's permeated pop culture enough that I, I was pretty sure. You knew what? The alien was in the cat. The alien was in the cat. What? Was the alien what? thing not in the cat at the end? Is that not how it got onto the ship? I think it... In what no? cat? Jones? The one cat in the movie. <laughs> but no, what do you no, mean, what cat? The alien got into that guy and came out of his stomach. I mean, when it got onto Ripley's pod, the escape, escape pod? pod thing. Did it not get there via the cat? No, the cat's still alive. Yeah, Is it? No. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> is that just a joke? The then? No, she. He just got through like the wall. That's why he was like yeah. trapped. Oh, he was like is it trapped being in the, in the wall. cat. Just a joke then for everybody. The cat's just the there to provide the like two jump scares. I've heard from, I've heard so many of the alien is in the cat things that I just assumed no. it was true. Alien is. I can oh. guarantee you that alien's not in the like, cat. They might think that as like a cliffhanger. Like people have just been like a, like the cat might be like. But it's not. Like after, but it's not. Maybe I, maybe I looked away from my screen and just assumed that that's how the alien got on the ship. Alien is not in the cat. The cat at the end. That cat is an asshole though. But the alien is not in the cat. Wow. Are we positive? 
I'm a hundred percent positive. Um, other than that, I mean, I knew that uh, I knew that Sigourney Weaver was in it, and I knew that it was a, a, a horror-y ish type movie. But I guess that's it. Even though that's kind of everything, but that's about what I knew. Um, what about you guys? What's your background with this? Ellen, what's your background? Um, I'm trying to think of the first time. I've seen this like maybe once or twice. Not very much. Um, probably a few years ago, I saw Alien. I haven't seen any of the sequels. Um, but I think it was just one of those things like was scrolling through probably like HBO or something when it was on there and like, hey, I've never seen Alien before. And so we watched it. Um, and I mean, I really like Alien. Like I just had never gotten to it. Um, and I know that the sequel is directed by uh, Catherine Bigelow's ex-husband, so go. I just never watched that. Uh, <laughs> but I also know that like the iconic um, the th- like Ripley cosplay is from C- Aliens. Yeah. So and then the third one is directed by fucking David Fincher. Like, talk about th- three directors <laughs> in a row. Yeah, it's insane. It's his worst movie that he's ever directed, but it's like crazy that it was those three directors in a row. I've also always known that there's like a bunch of yeah, there's sequels and then there's like Alien versus Predator and like all these things. Those. And I'm like, it all felt like so much to get into. So I was like, I that doesn't sound like for me. So I just never got into it until just watched the first one a few years ago. Yeah. Cool. I saw this in June two thousand seven at Connor McCampbell's house. Um <laughs> so we, specific. we were all over there. It was me, Connor, Ian and Aaron and we turned this on at like midnight and watched oh, and Aaron? Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and we turned this on at midnight and then immediately put on aliens right after set up to like 4am watching these <laughs> movies. And it was awesome. It was one of my favorite experiences ever. It was so fun. I love this like horror, like sci-fi stuff. It's super mm-hmm. my jam. And this movie just like, blew me away the first time i saw it sweet um let's get into our highs i'll go first because i think you guys are gonna have more interesting ones than i do so i'll i'll get well you gotta cut out those five different the cat the alien was in the cat highs well it wouldn't be a high (laughs) um my first one is from the first shot where they like go in, down the hallway into the sleeping chamber, I'm like 80% sure that's the Death Star set. It looks, it looks just like that hallway that they do the shootout in the Death Star in Star Wars. Um, which is, I, I have it in the highest. It could be feasible. Because cool, I like Star Wars. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Star Wars came out. Came out like a year later. Yeah, 1977. <laughs> yeah. This came out in 1979. Yeah, it makes sense that it could still be there. Um, the organism that was like on Homeboy's face was very like realistic and spooky and creepy looking yeah terrifying looking it was really great and do you ha- the, and you know they, they call it they, the face the f- like face grabber whatever I face don't hugger yeah. i think i think i saw mm-hmm. face hugger face hugger that's right yeah face hugger it was mm-hmm. supposed to be green yeah mm-hmm. and then they they were like no this looks so creepy like before they started painting it they're yeah. like yep with keep its it that flesh way. colored yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the character design in this is fucking unreal it's amazing yeah uh, the chest bursting scene, so gross, oh, so intense. Iconic. So iconic. iconic. Yeah. So good. It's really Have great. you ever seen Spaceballs? So... <laughs> yeah. It comes out and does a, hello, my baby, hello, my honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's the same guy, too, from Alien in Spaceballs. 
that happens to you. Yeah, it's Ollivander? This, yeah, it's the same it's the same actor. I think he says not again in Spaceballs. Oh, what a bust out of stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so that so is good. my I'll get into it now. That's my favorite one of my favorite bits of like movie trivia ever. Um is that uh like I have I pulled it up here, but apparently um they did not know the other cast members did not know that they were gonna be using like real Apparently, it's, like, real blood and guts from, like, the butcher. (laughs) And it wasn't supposed to, like, spray out at them. Like, the alien was just supposed to, like, burst through his chest. But the fact that, like, it also came out with, like, all these blood and guts that just, like, sprayed onto the faces of the cast... They were all surprised by it and didn't expect it to happen. Just so it was like corn syrup, like everybody else. You so freak! Really, it's got like, genius, dude. It was what a so freak. It was That's genuine, gross. genuine reactions from all of them. So like, um, the actress who played, um, what's her name? Not Ridley. Lambert. Lambert. She screams like that because she gets the most blood, just like spray on her. Just use corn syrup. Nobody's going to know the difference. He used all organic materials for all of the alien parts. Yeah. And it's and they had to like shoot it all really quickly because it was all going to go bad because it was just like raw like shellfish and like parts from the from the butcher and like <laughs> like cow hearts and it stuff. It makes the movie I'm sorry, but it does make the movie better. Like the practical effects does in it? this are so <laughs> visceral and terrified you couldn't cheat oysters and parts from the butcher you couldn't just make that no no like even in those uh the eggs when they're like out exploring in the first part those are all like sheep intestine and um pig heart or bigger cow hearts or something i think i read does that make the movie better it does well it clearly did it's way more like <laughs> It won gross. best visual effects at the Oscars, so it definitely made the movie better. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, my favorite piece of writing from the movies, uh, Perfect Organism, its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. You admire it. I admire its purity, a survivor unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. It's just good writing. It gives you chills. Like, it's bone chilling Yeah, mm-hmm. the, with the robot saying those things. Um, flamethrowers are cool. Not not like much of an in-depth, <laughs> insightful, hi there. Flamethrowers are just cool. I, and yeah. I like when I get to see people use them. Me and uh, <laughs> my family and I made a flamethrower at our ranch one time, and we just like stuck the end of like a flamethrower thing to a propane uh, tank, and we put backpack <laughs> straps smart. on it so we could wear yeah. it like a backpack, and we all we do is light fires with it but it's just fun to just wave around sometimes yeah Yeah, smart safe (laughs) it's not safe no it's definitely not safe (laughs) but it's fun yeah uh my last one is that just ripley is a really excellent character like everything about her is just excellent she's amazing and i feel like this is the first time the best ellen (laughs) (laughs) i feel this is like the first time in like action movies where like you have a heroine that's not like a damsel in distress who has to save the day. You know, mm-hmm. it's like she's a badass from the beginning to the end, and that's it's awesome. And it's kind of like yeah. defined Sigourney Weaver's entire career because that's like all mm-hmm. that's like she's been cast into that corner in almost every movie she's in, and she just goes for it. That's great. She got really lucky to have a role like this early on, to where she could continue to play like empowered yeah. women who don't. 
need to be saved. Yeah. And it's awesome. Like, she told Parker her. to shut up, and I was like, oh, yo. Okay. Yo. <laughs> cool. I'm in. Yo. <laughs> also, apparently, from uh, apparently, uh, Ridley Scott told the actor that played Parker mm. to just be a dick to Sigourney Weaver offset to create legitimate tension. And the actor was like, I, I like her. That that sucks. I have to just yeah, he be regretted it. Like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he liked her. He's like, I want to be friends with her, but I have to be like just an asshole. Those two guys. Like, that sucks. Those two guys that are just like, <laughs> we got to get paid. We need to get paid. Like, I love <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton. He's so, I think it was Roger Ebert said he was the greatest character actor of all time. He said, there's never mm-hmm. been a movie where Harry Dean Stanton is in it that has ever been bad. And he's really good. I love him in every single movie he's in because he just goes 100% for these like random things that he does in movies. He's so great. Mm. Uh, Ellen, you want to go next? Sure. Um, yeah, I had quite a few highs. I actually liked Jones the Cat. Um, Jonesy's the I've reason been... that Harry Dean Stanton died. Like, just let the... And they didn't catch the cat. The cat was throwing off their motions. I freaking hate that cat so much. You know what? <laughs> a dog would have saved Harry Dean Stanton because a dog is loyal and he would have attacked the alien and he probably would have died, but still... The cat just slinked away, being all sneaky and weird. Fucking hate cats. <laughs> Apparently, they brought a German Shepherd onto set to make the cat uh, get agitated and yeah. hiss. The scene so where they... the alien is like descending and the cat hisses and stops advancing. They just straight up brought a German Shepherd. On set. Jesus, <laughs> to piss off the cat. Um, <clears throat> I do like the opening uh, tracking shot. I like it's just oh. perfectly creepy and ominous. Um, you know what's crazy and... though is it looks exactly like the shot from Star Wars, mm-hmm. but like in Star Wars, totally different vibe. Yeah, it's totally different <laughs> because of the music. It's darker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very ominous. Um, the production design in this is just incredible. It's like good. it's so good. <laughs> every every scene, whatever set or like part of the ship they're in, just looks so cool. And then when they like land on the alien planet and they're inside that giant ass set so cool like it was nominated for production design didn't win though um but deserved the nomination it was so good um i really like the score i like how it's kind of subtle and more so i like how quiet this movie gets um which definitely adds to the tension it makes you feel like you're you're fully like in the experience that you know ripley's having could you imagine um, seeing this in theaters in 1979? Oh, man, blow my mind. It would blow my mind. Um, uh, I said a bit of the trivia. Um, I love the reveal that Ash is a robot. I love that part. It's so good. Yeah. Um, like, and she knew the whole time. She's like, I don't trust him. And yeah, she was right. She was right. Well, it's just so crazy because yeah. like. When you re- so like now when I rewatch the Alien series, I start with Prometheus, and then go to Covenant, and then go to Alien because those are prequels. And in both of those movies, it's like they know that Michael Fassbender is the robot, like they mm-hmm. know right off the bat. But when you go into this one, it's like, oh, they don't know he's a robot. Like mm-hmm. this is, <laughs> it's just so that yeah that reveal when she finds the the computer mother. It's mother, which is so creepy. That just another high for me. Mother, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the fact that they just talk and shout out to mother. I think like 
of all the names they could have picked for that robot, I feel like they really hit the nose on the head with finding something that added to kind of the creepy factor and like the weird like vibe of everything. Having them call it mother just makes ooh, yeah. sense like chills. <laughs> so yeah, those are my highs. Okay. Okay. Well, mine right off the bat, creepy vibe. The camera slowly panning across the pan- planet with the, mu- the music in the background and like you don't know what the titles are while those mm. like just like lines. everything yeah. is just so creepy about that. Just sets the mood. Sets the mood perfectly. The world that Ridley Scott made is so realistic. He he is so good at like creating a world in sci-fi. I feel like if his mm-hmm. <laughs> Ridley Scott is might be the most inconsistent director of all time. Like he makes very very good movies and he makes very very bad movies. <laughs> and I feel like if he was just on the level where he is with like this and Blade Runner and the Martian, like I feel like he would be one of my top five favorite directors all the time. But like, I don't know what it is with him. He just has to make a bad movie like every two years. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know, very little explanation. It's like, this is the Nostro or what, what was it called? The, I always forget the ship. Nostromo. 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 This is the Nostromo. Their character carrying mineral ore and boom, they hear a distress call. Okay. You're in there. No more explanation. No more exposition. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, music, very subtle, very unnerving, really good. Um, best visual effects, like in a sci-fi movie ever. I feel like this, like we don't get yeah. this anymore. Like every sci-fi movie is all CGI. And yeah, you, you I love practical effects. Yeah. This, I mean, even like the the alien after it comes out of the guy's stomach, stomach and scurries off, like that has been memed so many times. Like, yes, it looks kind of funny, but like it's better than any CGI. Mm-hmm. It's just so, like, gosh, his face when that just comes out of his stomach, it is incredible. And the the face hugger, whatever, it's just mm-hmm. so gross and like that is so scary. And when the alien fully grown comes down right behind Harry Dean Stanton and you see the full, like his, like it looks like a bicycle, you know, those bicycle helmets mm-hmm. that come that have a tail. It looks like an yeah. elongated for, Oh my God. It's just so like the <laughs> only bad visual in this movie is when the aliens outside of the ship and it's like, Oh, that's someone in a bodysuit. That's just a man. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time that it looks bad, but everything else is just so good. It's kind of like the jaws effect where it's like, you don't really mm-hmm. see him, but like when you do see him, it's just terrifying. Um, let me see. Yeah, the alien stomach scene, one of my favorite scenes ever. Um, it's it's just incredible. Uh, this movie is why I don't trust robots. You want an origin <laughs> story for this? This is absolutely the reason why I don't trust robots. I this I don't trust them because of Ash, the asshole. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely why. Freaking Bilbo Baggins. Um, the pace is amazing. Once Danny's face, he's like, don't play Bilbo. <laughs> it took me, I'm not kidding. It took me over an hour of watching this movie to go, oh shit, that's Bilbo. <laughs> so long, way longer than it should have. Did you catch that John Hurt is Ollivander? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I The second he sat up in his tidy whiteies, I was like, oh, that generic looking white man, that's Ollivander. I can recognize him any day. Uh, the pacing is excellent. Like this feels like a 90 minute movie, even though it's like 115, but 
once that alien comes out of Ollivander's stomach, it's like everything happens so fast. Yeah. The pacing is really good. Yeah. You get to it right away. Um, I just have Ripley as a fucking badass written down because she is. The greatest. True. It's great. She has like, she says her, so get away from her, you bitch, is like the line everyone quotes from Aliens, but she says that mm-hmm. like three times in this movie, and I always forget <laughs> that she says it so many times. Um, and then the twist with the alien still being in the ship, like, cause you have this moment where she's like, okay, the ship blew up and then it's like, okay, why isn't the movie ending? Like, why is it still Mm -hmm. going on? What's going on? And then the music slowly starts getting louder and then, oh, it's just so freaking good. I absolutely had a, why is she getting naked? And this movie's not over a moment there for (laughs) a second. Yeah. It was weird. Um, I was like, oh, it's a Ridley Scott movie. That's why she's taking her clothes okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as egregious as other directors. Yeah. I think I'm still... She uh, was more uh, clothed uh, than, than Matt Damon was in The Martian. We got full dude ass in that movie. Yeah. I think I'm just... I saw The Last Duel, I feel like, not that long ago. Oh, that's a different... A yeah, that's, a, it. yeah. that's a different kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a story that didn't need to be told. <laughs> just, just a little anti-Ridley Scott from that, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, those those are all my highs. I mean, I could talk about this movie forever, but those are all my yeah. highs. Speaking of speaking of Ridley Scott being weird, we talked a little bit about there was supposed to be a sex scene in this movie at one point between who mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas and Ripley. And Ripley. I, didn't, because because talk, I didn't get that. It's supposed to illustrate that like Same. these. Uh, that's that's astro- why it wasn't included. Yeah, it's supposed to illustrate that these astronauts like just to like they just have casual sex with each other just out of like need. And it's, like, not a big deal. But, like, it would have been, like, a pointless sex scene. Because, like, even that, as a point, yeah. is not a point that needs to be it, made. It took Tom Skerritt going to him and being like, hey, why the hell is this in the script? It doesn't add anything to it. It, it, it disrupts the flow. Why are you so hell-bent on us having a casual sex scene? And apparently, Ridley Scott had this idea in his brain for 30 years. Because I saw that there's also a scene like that in Prometheus. Prometheus is that true? Yeah. So yeah, he, just, kind of, he just had the idea of, like, aliens. Or, like, aliens. Yeah, they're dating casual sex astronauts probably have casual sex all the time so uh he's had it in his head for 30 years until he finally got into a movie but they're dating in prometheus and then he impregnates her with the alien (laughs) (laughs) because he's already infected yeah it's an alien std because that's how it works you know shout out alien gets you it gets into your sperm (laughs) shout out tom scared just being like hey why why are yeah, we doing this? Real. This does not need to be in the movie. I I almost forgot that it was Tom Skerritt because Tom Skerritt. I mm-hmm. always picture him with a mustache. He's so much more handsome than Top Gun. Yeah, because of Top Gun. Yeah, it looks like a. a yeah. It looks kind of like a B actor trying to be '80s Kurt Russell mm-hmm. than actually Tom Skerritt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give that man a haircut. Goodness, <laughs> but he's handsome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a bunch of fun facts for this one. Uh, the There's blue laser blue laser lights that were used in the alien ship's egg chamber were borrowed from the Who, because the band was testing out lasers for their stage show in the soundstage <laughs> next door. That's awesome. So they just went next door. It's like, hey, the Who, could we borrow your lasers for this shot real quick? They probably said it like that. Fun. Hey, Mister. Hey, Mister. The Who. Hey, Mister's. Mister's the Who. Yeah, that's that window. Harrison Ford turned down the role of Captain Dallas. So mm-hmm. I kind of I, I don't mind that. Tom Skerritt okay did so that. good in this. And I think he Harrison just... Ford would have been cool, but I, I also think Tom Skerritt did good. Also, we didn't talk about how he just like disappeared. 
Yeah, you kind of blink and you miss it that he's he's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. and I love I mean I love a good off-camera death. Like it's when it's used really well like in No Country for for Old Men it's used like mm. very very well. And I think it was used good in this cuz you never cuz like every time they're what going around a corner no I'm like are they about to find his body? Like are they about to <laughs> Yeah. Can you wait uh, like a few months before picking No Country for Old Men for the show so I can forget that I just heard uh, anything about No Country? Yeah, for but Old you Men? don't know who died. Yeah, There's like so 30 good. main characters in that movie. Yeah, I, I mean it though. If we wait a few months, I will forget that it was okay, ever we'll mentioned. Wait. Well, I already show. picked my movie for um, next month, so you're good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so many many producers have professional readers that read and summarize scripts for them so that Every producer is not just spending all their time reading through every script that's sent to them. Uh, the reader in this case summarized it as it's like Jaws, but in space, which, yeah, bingo. It's literally yeah, Jaws in space, which is not a knock on it because Jaws rules. Yeah. Uh, it's just very much like it's just that lots of immovable off, off force tension and villain. Yeah. yeah. Who has acid uh, blood. We didn't even talk about the acid <laughs> blood. How insane that's is that? That's actually coming up next. That's that's my next fun fact. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a conceptual artist named Ron Cobb who came up with the idea that the alien should bleed acid. This came about when Dan O'Bannon ran into a wall with the screenplay and how to handle the last half of the movie. He needed a good reason for why the crew members don't just shoot the alien and kill it, but still not make it an indestructible monster that can't be killed. So the acid blood was the idea that solved that problem. Cool. So I think that's cool. Just an artist mm-hmm. was just like, hey, I have an idea that might help your script. And it became like an iconic and kind of perfect idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last one I have is the guy who actually played the alien, like in the alien suit. His name is Balaji Badeo. I'm almost certainly said that wrong. Uh, he was not an actor at all. He's never, he never acted in anything before and never did any acting after this. He was literally just out drinking in a Soho bar one night. And the producers offered him the role because he's six ten and no other reason. <laughs> There's like you're super tall. You're Do tall. you want to be in our sci-fi movie? Makes sense. I mean, <laughs> Alien yeah, doesn't have to talk. Yeah. yeah. Never did any movies before or after. He just went on to be an artist, which dope. Cool. It's how fun would that be though? It's like, yeah, I'm an artist, but also I was, I was an alien. alien. <laughs> I think that's cool. I was um, the titular alien. The xenomorph. <laughs> uh, we ready to go to Lowe's? Yeah. Uh, Ty? None. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I do want to say one more fun fact, though, that I already told y'all before we started recording. But H.R. Geiger, who did, like, all the conceptual art for the alien, he he's from London. He was flying to, to America, and he got stopped at customs and was, like, placed under airport arrest because all of his artwork for this was so creepy that they thought he was, like, a threat and a producer from the film had to come to the airport and like, hey, this is a movie that we're filming. Like, he's a normal person. <laughs> Goodness. Just uh, casually scaring the airport security. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ellen, any lows? Um, yeah, so I have one um, in the beginning um, with Lambert. They literally just discovered aliens and Lambert says, let's get the hell out of here. Like, she's not interested in this, like, huge discovery of a lifetime. <laughs> she's just only creeped out, wants to leave. Um, but I thought that, I put that as a low. I was like, really? Yeah. She's an astronaut. No curiosity she just, at all. Yeah. No curiosity they're, at all. They're not this. astronauts. They're miners. 
They're, well, it's a still, junk ship. No, they're, they're not paid to like do that. They're flying through space. You have to have some interest in space. I don't know. That room was creepy as shit. I don't know if I would I mean, want to stay in there. <laughs> um, and then my other low was like, I think it would have been a little bit cooler if we didn't fully see the alien until the end. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. when you see him, when he kills um, John, Her- uh, no, Harry Dean Stanton's character, if we had seen a bit less of the alien they're like maybe mm-hmm. just the head or just like an arm or something and like wait for the reveal at the end when it's in the pod with ripley i think that would have been a little bit more effective um that's my i, I agree if they had done that though the last scene with ripley would have been need to have been way bigger and more destructive but because otherwise because the alien like, oh. was trapped in the wall so you can you can't see the full effect of him mm. yeah so but I, I i agree I think that would have been cool. The Jaws effect of just not ever really fully seeing it until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few. The first one's not really a low. It's just a question that I, um, what was robot Ash doing with the rolled up magazine stuffing it in Ripley's mouth? What was he trying was to achieve? His way of killing her. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Just made, made such a point of rolling up the magazine very tight and then just like, shoving it in her mouth and i don't i don't fully understand what he was yeah it felt a little uncomfortable it's a weird weird way to kill someone it's not effective Uh, at all you choke you punch him real hard you can choke like there's a million i don't get the magazine was he just trying to keep her down like or like threaten her i don't know it's i don't don't know know. if someone if someone maybe in the discord or on twitter has any insight into what he was attempting with no because he was he was definitely trying to kill her because in that email or whatever it says crew is expendable so like Mm -hmm. they didn't need to stay alive and she was the one that wanted to kill the alien right yeah yeah Yeah. so like but it's just such a like yeah, I just, why is that the You have a full chose? medical room with knives. Why are you trying to shove a magazine down her throat? Yeah, it was very weird. Um, Dallas saying kill me will haunt my nightmares for the rest of my life. Mm, just yeah. kill me. It's awful. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> uh, and then my last one is not a not a low about the movie. It was the ex- I was wearing headphones while listening or while watching this movie, and that was a mistake because there's lots of hissing, lots of alarms, very unpleasant auditory experience when you're wearing a lot like, of KY good, jelly. Yeah, <laughs> when you're wearing good quality <laughs> headphones, just a really unpleasant <laughs> experience for a lot of it um, uh, okay anything else before we move on to the recast yeah this is neither a high nor a low but can we just talk about how they were chain smoking cigarettes on this spacecraft <laughs> <laughs> where air yeah. is i love it i just love that it <laughs> makes no sense it's yeah. 1979 people have been to space and yeah. they're just chain smoking cigs inside yeah Especially because this movie takes place in like twenty one twenty or something like yeah. that. Yeah, can only imagine how stale that air is. <laughs> and it's like it's a repeated theme in all of the alien movies. Like, there's they one guy in Prometheus in who has like a vape, tobacco vape, hooked up to his suit, where he's just like smoking in this Weird. small contained area. It's I don't know what it is with Ripley Scott. He's just like. Everybody's got to smoke cigs. Smokers got to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> just ripping heaters in space just for no reason. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the mm-hmm. recast? Yeah. All right. So we 
We cast Ripley, Dallas, Ash, Parker, and Lambert. We didn't do uh, John Hurt or Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, it's just. But also, why did we do Lambert? Lambert. <laughs> Lambert doesn't do anything. She's there. I don't know. She's there because she Danny texted it to us, and we went okay. She does less than John Hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, but still, who cares? Um, he recast. I just figured he would want to recast John Hurt and recast Miles Teller. No, I don't want to put Mouse Teller in anything, even if it's a bad role. Even if an alien um, jumps out of his stomach? Yeah, I don't really want to see him. I want to look at him. So. Uh, Can't wait to see Watch Top Gun. I would, definitely, I would <laughs> definitely put Ezra Miller in that role, for sure. I would love to see an alien pop out of his stomach. Yeah, but then you have to see Ezra Miller in Tidy Whities. Like a, like a from-below shot of Ezra Miller You can just cut that. Whities. You can cut that. Um, all right. Speaking of Lambert, um, this is, uh, like you said, not a difficult role. Um, Literally so anyone. I'm just going to pick an actress that I like, uh, Amanda Seyfried. I think she's great. Uh, and I like to see her and stuff. And that's kind of the only motivation you need here. <laughs> um, for my Parker, you need someone who's sort of loud, can be obnoxious. Uh, I'm going to go with Winston Duke. Dang it, dude. Um, I think if you made if you just made Parker funnier instead of just like obnoxious and loud, if you'd like made him an actual funny character, would be cool. He was kind of funny, some parts. I think Winston Duke's really funny. So, Um, for Ash, I'm I'm going with Martin Freeman because it's funny to me that he played young Bilbo. So you're gonna (laughs) Bilbo Bilbo part two. Good God. (laughs) But like, also, even if you remove the whole Bilbo thing, Martin Freeman, I think, would kind of nail that. I think yeah. he actually fits really Fine well. Choice. But also, it's very funny that he's a young Bilbo. Um, uh, my Dallas is Pedro Pascal. Okay, nice. F- felt easy. He's even kind of got the same hair. <laughs> I think Pedro Pascal has <laughs> rocked that haircut yeah. a lot in the past. Yeah. So. Uh, and then Ripley, you want someone who's strong and intelligent. Um, and so I'm going with Zoe Saldana. Nice. Like she would absolutely crush it. I think she'd yeah. be totally perfect for this, like this character. That's not one that anybody could play. Like, I think you need a specific type of actress to play this one. And I think Zoe mm-hmm. Saldana would be great. Uh, and then bonus casting the aliens, Boban Marjanovic. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Listen, he's got acting experience, baby. Nah, it's definitely Andy circus in a mocap suit. Like that's what's going to happen. <laughs> what was um, Boban in again? John wick three. Right. He fought John Wick I in didn't the library. See that. Yeah. There's a scene of just Bobon in a suit fighting John Wick in a library. It absolutely rules. So this is the most <laughs> random athlete to choose. It's like I know, who honestly. should we get? How about Bobon Marjanovic? It's the least <laughs> random athlete. He's seven foot three and looks terrible. There are so many people that are <laughs> over seven feet in the NBA though. It's just so random that it was Bobon. No, I think it's perfect. Um Ellen, you're up. Um, okay. Uh, so I went, uh, for Lambert, I went with someone who kind of looks like they belong in space and, um, with Cody Smith McPhee. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's an alien. Okay. Yeah. He had to travel from Uh, space to get to this planet. So that makes sense. Very strong alien vibes. And a wayfish also. Yeah. It could look scared. Um, for my Parker, I went with Tessa Thompson. Nice. Nice. I love um, the idea of her as just allowed him not. Where's my money? I think, yeah. it, I think that's great. <laughs> but also, you know, trying to kick ass in the end. Yeah. Uh, for Ash, I went with um, 
Penn Badgley? Well, there it is. The one we don't know. <laughs> no, no, you don't get to say that. He's very famous. He was in Gossip Girl and you. He's the star of Netflix's You. Dan from Gossip Girl. Dan okay, from Gossip Girl. I haven't Girl. seen oh, Gossip Girl. I didn't know the actor's name, but... I, Penn yeah, Badgley. That makes sense. He gives off robot vibes. I have no idea who he this is. Oh my God, you're living under a rock. You haven't seen You or at least no. seen all the advertisements for it everywhere? He's in I haven't seen You, but I have seen Gossip Girl, so... He's Woodchuck Todd in Easy A. Yeah, he's also in Easy A. And he's also in John Tucker. His what is his known for on IMDb is Margin Call, Easy A, The Stepfather, and John Tucker Must Die. Insane, because he's, he's really known he's like for Gossip Girl and you. Girl. <laughs> yeah, he is. weird. That's why we don't trust IMDb. In IMDb, come on. Um, okay. So for my Dallas, I'm going with Charlize Theron. Nailed it. I thought about her for Ripley for a long time, uh, but I love her as Dallas. That rules. Yeah. Um, and then my Ripley is Kristen Stewart. Nice. Heck yeah, yeah. dude. That's super rules. Yeah. I'm very into I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Badass. Yeah. Um, okay, for my Lambert, I literally just picked actresses I've never cast it in a movie and just pick three of them and they can play Lambert. Uh, so Lily Collins <clears throat> is my Lambert because sure. sure. Uh, my Parker had to go with my backup because Winston Duke was my number one. So I'm going with Jordan Peele because oh, I'm nice. assuming he's directing this movie now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm into it. yeah. yeah me too. Um, <clears throat> for my Dallas, I'm going with uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Because yeah. I just saw him in, uh, I just watched The Martian, and he worked. He mm-hmm. was so good in that, so I was like, yeah. "Yeah, he's great." Let's put him in another Ridley Scott movie. Um, and then for Ash, I'm going with a guy who's already played a robot and did it convincingly, Jeffrey Wright. Ooh, yeah. Westworld. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then Ripley, I knew this was going to be my Ripley the minute I picked this movie. It's Lupita Nyong'o. Like Ooh. yeah, a hundred percent. There was no other person also, in my mind. Bad ass. Yeah. yeah. She would nice. be great. Sweet. Uh any backups or anything you guys feel the need to mention? Uh Alana Hyam um, was my backup for Ripley. Really? Yeah. That much faith in her after one movie. Well, it's like yeah, this feels, movie, I, it's I feel like it's easier off. to be badass than like pull off like a dramatic role or something like that. I guess, but uh, I mean like that she feels weird to me. I don't think I like it. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> My backup Dallas with Jamie Dornan because I thought it would be a fun bit if I just cast him in everything going forward. <laughs> My backup. Also, he would he would crush it. But I Dallas. just wanted Charlize Theron so bad. <laughs> My backup Dallas with Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Also, because I just watched The Martian and she was like the commander of that. So She's like, the commander of that. My backup Ripley was Jesse Buckley, but I thought you were gonna pick her. Me? Ty. No. Yeah. I was Lupita all the way. Yeah. Yes. And then my backup Ash, though, was Mads Mikkelsen, because he just feel like every time he plays a bad guy, it's so robotic. Mm. It's mm. <laughs> creepy. Did you Shout just... out to Mads Mikkelsen recently for calling out kind of in like a like a passive way. He called out. Uh, oh, my Method God. Acting. Morbius. Yeah. Who, who the Jared fuck Leto. was just in Morbius? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah. He was like, method acting is bullshit. Um, 
there's no point in it. What are you going to, like, you could play there's a no serial killer, what, you're going to go. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, he pretty much called out method acting and said it was stupid because, like, all these, everyone's just going on about how, like, Jared Leto continues to method act and well, and he, well, and what Mads Mikkelsen was like, what are you going to do the, if the movie's shit? You did all that for what? Well, for a bad role. <laughs> Jared Leto said that he didn't actually have to method act this much because this character was most like him in real life than any right. other character. Except he's for, <laughs> I haven't he seen more I'm not going in to see it. He said that. Yeah, that's a <laughs> real he, like, thing. Make people that carry him to the bathroom. <laughs> he did. So yeah, he. So apparently, part crutches. of his character. Yeah, he walked on crutches, which made delayed. Uh, this like shoot because every time he had to like go offset or go to the bathroom, it took him like twice as long. And then they insisted on him using a wheelchair if he was going to continue to act like his legs don't work. So they got him a wheelchair, which still now everything had to be ADA on set. Like it was like, <laughs> but it he's wasn't too much because he's really like Morbius in real life. So yeah, but also like <laughs> when are we gonna when are we gonna go ahead and cancel Jared Leto? He also like creeps on like teenage girls can we just be done with jared leto please why is hollywood still into him and like everyone knows this about him too i don't get it because he has a sick yeah. band does he were they ever good yeah a, they have like two bangers. really I'm good songs <laughs> they have some bangers i'm not gonna lie they're like red jumpsuit apparatus level but i mean they're so good <laughs> <laughs> i fucking jammed a red jumpsuit apparatus <laughs> stupid <laughs> god i can't i'm shocked we didn't get a single paul dano as ash mentioned at a tie it's no because I, I want if paul dano is gonna play the bad guy it has to it can't be a robot because he's just so like he's not very he's a robotic, psychopath yeah. whenever he's a bad guy so it's like he can't have emotion he ha- uses too much emotion when he's a bad guy gotcha um Okay, uh, didn't get any voicemails this week, so I think we're ready to move on to letterbox scores. Ty? Five. Yeah. Five. Ellen? Easy, <laughs> easy, 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 easy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, five stars. It's a classic. It's so it's so well done. Yo, I haven't gone below four and a half stars in the last, like, four weeks. We've been picking good ones. Well, until Danny picks some shitty Jean-Claude Van Damme movie again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, don't spoil Remind my pit. Ellen's face. <laughs> you guys are gonna love kickboxer. PTSD. <laughs> you guys are gonna love kickboxer. It's gonna be so good. Um, uh, I'm going four stars. Okay, yeah, that's higher than I thought you it's, could. Yeah, it's Me obviously great. Would, it, it's it's scary. It's obviously great. It's just not my kind of movie, but it's so good. Like it's so well done and so iconic that anything less than four feels insulting. Okay, you gave this four. I'm calling. You're gonna give aliens more than four stars okay that's my favorite my favorite is aliens over alien okay i hope so i hope i love it um all right do we want to do next week's movie or next week's event first um um let's do next week's movie first and then we'll talk about next week's next week's event is like an event capital e yeah uh, next week's movie I've had picked out for a few weeks when Ellen kind of offhandedly mentioned that she hadn't seen it. We're going to get white men can't jump oh. from 1992. Okay. <laughs> I love it's, this movie. It's perfect. NBA, NBA playoffs are starting. Sure. Um, it's mm-hmm. been a minute since I picked a sports movie. Cause like, <laughs> I think like four of the first five movies I picked for this show were sports movies yeah. or something like that. So I had to take a bit of a break. I'm back at it, baby. 
Uh, and I, I I haven't seen this in a while. I love this movie, yeah. though. I think it's so fun. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson are so fun together. It's I think like recasting weird. They it is going to be a blast. They have weirdly have the greatest chemistry in movie yeah. history. It makes no sense. Weird, <laughs> weirdly kind of incredible chemistry. There's a whole Jeopardy storyline oh, with Rosie Perez yes. that kind of rules. It kind of super, super rules. Yeah, Rosie Perez is so good at this. <laughs> I'm, I'm I know really they had the excited. reunion at the Oscars this yeah, yeah. Uh, this year. So. That's where Oscars. you found they out. Also... You texted us. Yeah, valid. <laughs> That's where it was. We were all they all, we were all drinking a little bit during the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> I think they also like announced recently that they're car- they're going to remake it soon. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's like Jack Harlow is somehow involved, the TikTok rapper guy. So like, I think he's yeah. supposed to be playing Ooh. the white guy. Oh, and I think no. it's going to be a TV series, not a movie. Yeah. So just all that felt like the kind yeah. of perfect storm to finally do white men. I think the recast is going to be a blast. I'm so oh, excited I can't to see wait. what everybody comes up with. <laughs> um, all right. On to next week's big event. We're coming up on what's well, yeah. Okay. So a week, a week and a day from the time this episode releases on April 20th will be the one year anniversary of we should watch a movie Four twenty, baby. Four twenty. <laughs> Did we do that when, on purpose? I can't remember. Nah, there's <laughs> I don't no think way. So. I don't think so. But yeah, one um, year down, and it's been fun, and uh, then we can be done. Call it quits. <laughs> call it quits. <laughs> um, and so we thought it would be fun to celebrate with the people in our Discord uh, by doing a live movie commentary and kind of like watch party thing. So we're going to try to set something up in the Discord. Everybody's going to start this movie at the same time. We're going to do live commentary with people listening in live and we'll release it as an episode. as like a bonus episode later. Um, but the movie... Name the movie, Danny. Name the movie, Danny. <laughs> Name the movie. Danny it's tried Twilight. today. Yeah. <laughs> it's Twilight. I tried a lot to get us to pick something else. Danny tried. He's texted, hey, can we do another movie? And I'm not kidding you. It was like Ellen was prepared for him to type that at that time. And she immediately was just like, no, we're not doing another movie. Within seconds, I said, no, it's Twilight. <laughs> You can't, you're not you're not getting out of this. <laughs> Making fun of Twilight is so overdone. <laughs> I can't get I can't wait to get Danny's a lot because I haven't seen this since it came out. But I can't it's been a minute. I can't wait to see Danny's live reaction to Robert Pattinson smelling Kristen Stewart as she comes oh. into the room. <laughs> Goodness. Here's the thing. I love I love Twilight. <laughs> and I uh <laughs> <laughs> that was the final like selling point like sure we could do it just because we will have a twilight defender on the episode yeah. so maybe it'll and that's the thing too like different. it's kind of it's it's gone full circle to where like yeah obviously it's cringy but like it's no longer cool to like really make fun of it a lot so like everyone just loves oh, it and me loves and Danny are gonna be making fun of it <laughs> that's us laid on trends it's kind of our whole vibe uh, but yeah, I think it'll be fun. So if you're free on Wednesday evening, April 20th, uh, if you're not in our Discord already, please join it. We post links to uh, free invites to our Discord in the show notes here and also in the uh, bios of our social media pages at Watch Movie Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, hang out with us in there and listen along live. Hang out with us. There's going to be other people that have committed a few that we're going to bully uh, <laughs> hanging out with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about it live and reacting, and we'll we'll be reading along with the live chat channel as we're uh, watching this movie and doing the commentary. So if you have any thoughts that you need to get in there, you can do it that way. And I think it'll be a really good time. Is there a director's cut of Twilight? 
Um, no, but I have watched the commentary, the official commentary. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, and the director. That's actually what we're doing. We're watching the commentary and providing live commentary (laughs) for the commentary. (laughs) I mean, it's a good commentary. Robert Pattinson is making fun of it as he's watching it. Goodness. Is this when they, is this the movie they started dating? Yeah, pretty much. There's a... I mean... (laughs) I think they, like, officially started dating after maybe the second one, but, I mean, like, they met and they fell in love. There's a video of Will Ferrell going on Conan, like, a few years ago, and it was when Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart broke up, and he was just so pissed, and he was just blaming Kristen Stewart for breaking Robert Pattinson's heart, and it's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was in, like, that was in, like, 2012 or 2013 or something. Yeah. It's a long time ago now. Oh my god! It feels like yesterday. This, movie, this is gonna be such a fucking weird commentary. <laughs> be a weird night. Yeah. Gonna, why did we agree to do this? Four twenty. I'm sure it'll be a. Can we change the movie? I got, I got bullied. <laughs> no. No. I tried so many times. To you can pick it. the next one. <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you don't have plans on Wednesday, April twentieth, that evening, hang out with us in the Discord. Watch Twilight with us, and let's get weird. You know. <laughs> Let's just have a weird time. <laughs> I'm um, for sure yeah. celebrating the holiday to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all are a little bit. Goodness. Uh, all right, ready to get out of, to get out of here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for watching a movie with us. Our theme song is Glass Auditoriums by Doc Ellicott. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at wswampod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchamoviepod. Until next time, I got you, you son of a bitch. Bye. See ya. Bye.